Hey guys, before we start on today's podcast, I've got something super exciting to let you know about. I've got Kate here with me. Hello, Kate. Hello. Hi, standouters. Haha. <laughs> We've got something special coming up on the 1st of July. Kate, That's do you want right. to tell them and why it's so exciting? Yes. So we have decided to merge our superpowers. Ola and myself, we want to help as many online teachers with what we're calling the ultimate video content booster for online teachers. So we're running a workshop on the 1st of July. You're going to walk away with an incredible list of things for you to create that will boost the crap out of your business. And we cannot wait to see you there. We cannot wait to see you there. And honestly, if you've been following any of us or both of us, you know that this workshop is going to be absolutely amazing. You're going to walk away with at least 60 ideas, more feeling more confident about your video content. So you, you just cannot miss it. See you there, guys. Okay. Let's do this. All the info in the description of the episode and see you on the 1st of July. Welcome to Stand Out in ELT. I'm Ola Kowalska and I'm the host of this extraordinary podcast. I wanted to bring you a platform where you hear from myself and other amazing and inspiring people who have created their success and stand out in ELT. People say that English language teaching is a saturated market, so it's absolutely crucial that you know how to stand out. And I'm going to teach you how to do it. And I'm going to inspire you to take action. So welcome to this space. And I can't wait for you to stand out and build your legacy in ELT. Hello, gorgeous teacher. How are you? Hope you're doing well. As you may have noticed, this month I'm talking a lot about video content and it's because there is a workshop coming up. So if you haven't heard or if you still haven't signed up, there is still time. The workshop is on the 1st of July and you're going to learn so much about creating video content, especially reels and stories. I'm running it together with the lovely Kate uh, because you know, there is no better person on Instagram who can help teachers grow their audiences, grow their audiences and businesses thanks to video content. I'm a specialist in um, Instagram stories. Uh, so that's the expertise I'm going to be sharing. And actually today, today I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about stories because stories have been an absolute game changer for me. So I wanted to talk to you about how to utilize stories and how to understand the use of stories and what it can do for you if you use them correctly. Obviously, in the workshop, you're going to learn even more, especially story prompts that I will be sharing and also some best practices. So today is a little bit of an introduction to that and hopefully it will be useful for you because if you're not using stories or if you're just a bit confused about how to use um, stories as a feature and as a marketing tool and as a you know great way of connecting with your audience, then you should start as soon as possible because genuinely stories are um, are something different. They are very much underestimated. So let me tell you why. 
If we think about Instagram, I'm going to talk about Instagram, although we all know that, uh, you know, the stories feature is now available on Facebook. It was also available for a bit on LinkedIn, but I'm going to be talking about stories on Instagram because, you know, that's where I think they were born and I think that's where they still are the most popular. All right. So how are stories different from other types of content? Um, As you may have already heard or or learned um when it comes to your grid content so your content in terms of posts or reels or videos or whatever it's something where we should have some sort of a strategy for so there is a little bit of more thought that goes into grid content especially when it comes to um times of posting and things that you ask people to do like you know call to action at the end of every post or things that your posts do. So, you know, the previous episode was about content, creating content with intention. If you haven't listened to that, go back to it because it's going to help you think about your content. But stories are a little bit different. Stories have um, this amazing quality, and that's probably the one thing that I love the most about them. They are something spontaneous. So for all the people ever wondering if I plan my stories, if I ever plan what I was, what I'm going to say or promote, I don't. I do not. I am a naturally very spontaneous and impulsive person. So that feature of social media is literally um, what works best for my personality. I don't think too much about what I'm going to say. I make it useful. So it's not like I just turn it on and just start talking. Obviously, there is a little bit more to it than than just that. But the fact that I'm not planning anymore and not thinking about, oh, how will it, you know, come across or what will people think? That doesn't cross my mind at all anymore. And this came with practice. This came with... uh, a year and a half now, of just coming on stories, experimenting with lots of things. And that's what allowed me to see what works and what my audience responds best to. So a lot of people, and I and I am really humbled and I really love that comment, have called me the queen of stories. And I love that because I feel um, so comfortable with, with recording stories, with uh, putting up lots of stuff. As you know, if you've been watching my Instagram stories, you know that they're very versatile. You know, I do lots of things. I talk, I post pictures, I post a little bit of my personal life there. And, uh, but that's my personal choice. I'm going to talk about it a little bit as well. Um, And generally people feel connected. People feel um, very much engaged with my stories. So it's a funny thing with stories because they seem like just a one-way system. So as if you were talking at people and then people not being able to respond. I'm not buying into that because there are so many ways of interaction and actually the best way and like the the, the the ultimate goal that I always have at the back of my head when uh, back of my head when posting stories is to create conversations. So if I wake up or if I pick up my phone, open my Instagram account and I see uh, 10 
messages in my DMs, uh, I know that I've done something right in my stories. It's not about people responding to polls or questions, although these are good as well. But if people genuinely feel that they feel like asking me a question or uh, more so commenting on something, sending me a message, sending an Um, like a spontaneous testimonial, because that's what people do as well, then I know it's working. So that's something that you should also be thinking about. If people are willing, just out of nowhere, without you even asking them to, to engage with you in DMs based on what you've done in your stories, then you know that you're doing things right. Okay. So stories are an amazing way of, um, of, of, Uh, doing something more that a lot of people unfortunately forget about. I talked about it a little bit in the previous episode. It's understanding their followers journey. So a lot of people, a lot of time, a lot of the time focus on growing their audience. So they focus on posting as many reels as possible, as many posts as possible, using a hashtag strategy, using a whatever, so they can get as many eyeballs on their um, on their content, on their account as possible. On stories, the goal is literally the opposite. It's not to get as many. No, I mean, numbers still matter. Yeah, they do. But it's not about new people. It's about nurturing the existing people. And that's the part that people unfortunately forget about. So we, we think that it uh, all starts with, okay, I'm just going to have a lot of followers and then I'm just going to sell something to them, possibly using just another type of a post or a reel or I'll just tell them that there is an offer. Unfortunately, that doesn't work like that. It's not that easy. People need to feel connected. You may have heard that quote, humans or people buy from people or people buy people actually. So that is very much of the case when it comes to educational businesses, because as um, unless, I guess, if you're selling products and you're not really involved in the delivery of your products, then perhaps there is less of a need for people to get to know you and see who you are. But in most cases, it's all about people feeling that they can trust you as an expert. They feel connected with you. They feel seen by you. They feel understood by you. And that's what you can totally use stories for. So stories are great for all sorts of things that grid content also does. So for example, educating. Like recently I've been uh, utilizing this, this, I don't think it's a new feature, but new to me, a uh, feature of close friends. So I've announced that people can apply and be part for free, obviously, of my closed friends list. What it means is that they see my stories in a green circle around my uh, around my profile picture. So it's only visible to an exclusive group of people, which has so many benefits. I usually give more to those people. So the trainings that I do and I'm planning, intending to do uh, from now on uh, are just more detailed. I give people uh, what they want, obviously, but I also like kind of, tell them that, hey, it is beneficial to stick around, which, you know, it's it's just a win-win for everybody. They are learning and I am able to share my expertise. So I build my authority, but also 
um, I do so much more there because I was planning, oh, uh, because it, originally I was just thinking, oh, I'm just going to share more trainings with those people, so educational content. But then I remembered my own advice and I thought, hey, but what if those people just felt like they are part of my world, right? And this makes me exciting, because, excited because... I want the closest followers, those people who genuinely care about what I do or maybe are even considering working with me, to be part of my world. That's how um, that's how I build those relationships, those connections. And if it at some point leads to conversions and sales, that's fantastic. That's brilliant. If not, then at least I know that I've helped someone. Because you also have to understand, and that's a bit of a digression here, that sometimes we do things to warm people up and to kind of make them more likely to sign up for our courses or our products or our one-to-ones or whatever. But sometimes some people will not make that decision. But then you feel that if if you are genuinely a person who likes to be of service, which I think most people are, then you have that deep satisfaction that, okay, even if they don't eventually buy, sign up or whatever at least I helped them. And that literally is my motor. That that literally gives me so much uh, that I'm, I'm just planning to keep doing that. So think about it that way. How can you make people, and you don't even have to use the close friends feature if you don't want to, because you can do it in general stories. I've been doing that for uh, a year and a half now. The close friends thing is a new um, sort of experiment. Um, how can you make people feel seen? How can you um, provide content that will um, tell them that, uh, hey, I understand your struggles. I understand what makes you tick. I really like hearing your opinions. So encourage people to go on and comment on your stories. Obviously, CTAs, calls to action still matter, right? And there are so many features now. You can always ask people, hey, DM me, put a sticker there. You can use a poll or you can use a question sticker or you can use a, um, or you can even ask people to, um, to basically use whatever they want or send questions that they want. Um, they can even like your stories now. Sorry, lost my train of thoughts now. <laughs> Uh, but as we know, I'm imperfect and I never edit this podcast. That's my secret. Um, but that's okay. Uh, and people will get engaged. You just need to know what your stories are doing, basically, okay? Are you recording your stories to educate people? Are you recording your stories to build your authority, which could be part of that kind of educational goal? Or are you there to uh, make them feel seen? Because then uh, that means that you also have to ask many questions. Otherwise, you wouldn't know what makes them tick or what uh, like causes trouble for them, right? And I want you to think about it much deeper than just language problems, okay? That's why I talk about it so much. And I talked about it on my stories, obviously, last week, um, is the deep understanding of the problems of your niche are going to be absolutely is going to be absolutely crucial you need to understand that those people are not just language learners they are also people with their own struggles so the more you understand them the easier it will be to connect with them so 
my recent uh, like sort of bid um, for people's for a connection with my audience was uh, bringing up the problem of of native non native spe- native speakerism again. So I saw an ad on Facebook and I just posted on my stories what I replied to that ad, and I got twenty messages in response. Uh, it was an amazing experience because. Obviously, that, those kind of conversations, they don't lead to um, sales. I'm not selling anything. I'm just showing that, hey, I understand this struggle. I have been there, possibly. I want you to know that I share your values. So people who find it sort of relatable, who see that, oh my God, they were also outraged by the post and by the response I got, they are my people. And that's how I that's how I connect with them, right? Because if you don't do that, if you don't share your values and and even sometimes talk a little bit about controversial things, then it's going to be very hard for people to find you um, a a reliable, trustworthy person. And at the end of the day, personal brands are all that. They are all about trust, the no like trust factor. By the way, there is a live uh, on my in my archives of the of Instagram where the videos are about no like trust factor so please have a watch of that and let me know what you think but uh that no like trust uh, no like trust factor is extremely important because then when you sell something those people will suddenly feel that hey it's not only something that i need and something that an offer that i actually can use for my benefit because it solves a problem for me but also it's sold by a person who i know is a great expert in her, in their field but also understands me so it's such a strong connection it's it's an extremely strong connection so that's that's what I wanted to say to you when it comes to using your stories for nurturing your audience. But let's not forget that stories are also amazing for sales. They're absolutely amazing for sales. I actually have much better conversions from uh, stories than from any posts, okay? It's important to kind of you know, use a lot of different channels when you're at a stage of selling or launching something. So you would create posts, you would create uh, whatever, if you do a podcast, you would create a blog post and newsletters and a sequence of emails, all that. But then if you also mention it in stories, it's just this other um, channel, vessel, where people can find out about it and where you can actually authentically talk about your offer. Because what's what's easier than to create a few uh, a few spoken stories about your offer, answering people's questions or leaving boxes for people to ask their own questions? Um, also, it's just amazing for um, if done correctly. Obviously, it's it's an amazing way of making more people see that you've got something on offer. As we know. Uh, with Instagram content especially, only about 10% of your followers see your content regularly. That's just facts, right? So by uh, putting stuff into your stories, you just make that likelihood of them seeing um, your offers higher. And so that's something that you should definitely be doing. And then 
Let's not forget about the temperature testing. I always talk about temperature testing. So it's very important to know what your audience, uh, so what, what makes your audience tick, what what uh, causes trouble and what kind of struggles they've got. But it's also important to understand what they want, okay? And very often in my stories, I ask people, one, about their preferences, about their likes and dislikes. I create connection by asking lots of personal questions. So like I would share something personal and it, absolutely, let's, let's, uh, let's just clarify it here. It doesn't have to be super personal. Okay. I tend to go very personal, but that's my personal choice. Okay. Nobody has to do it to, to that extent. You can do it to whatever extent you feel comfortable with, but one thought here that I would consider, if you as a person, as a consumer of my content, find my stories and as, and possibly when I share personal things, if you feel drawn to it, if you find it in any way appealing, if you think that uh, it makes you trust me more, it makes you like me more, it makes you like kind of believe in my expertise more, then just consider that. Because if, if you feel that it's appealing, then maybe you could actually do that, right? It means something about you and it means something about the people that you would um, probably want to attract as your audience and as your paying customers. So just consider if, if it's available to you to, to, to share a bit more personal stuff. Also, building connections, and as we know, that's more of a life sort of truth. Building connections is about vulnerability, so if you're not ready to show your vulnerability, that's okay. I, I totally understand. You might be at a different stage of your life. You might not like to mix business and, and personal life. There is everything is fine with that. But you need to know that genuine connections come from vulnerability. And I want to have genuine connections with my customers because I don't know about you, but my clients and my audience, they mean more than just business to me. Okay, so if you're that kind of person, then just consider how could you become closer with them? Um, going back to my previous point, sorry, lots of digressions today, but there is so much to say. Um, temperature testing. Guys, it's so important to understand what your audience is, what your audience wants. We very often create offers and just wait with everything, surprise people and just say, oh, here is a big launch of my new thing. Okay, why would you do it for your, to yourself? Why not create a poll? Why not create questions over a few weeks asking people what they actually want? Even questionnaires or even asking people if they would have a call with you. All of that can be done with stories because you're sure that if people are watching your stories, then they are already a step um like a step closer to you compared to a new fresh random follower right? People who like your stories, come back to them regularly, are your people, right? Not all of them and not all of them will ever take any action, but these are your um, warmer leads, basically, if we want to look at it from the business perspective. So it's important that you find out what would help them. Do not surprise your audience. There is no point. There is literally no point. It can only lead to disappointment, okay? If you sometimes struggle, so when it comes to like content on stories, if you sometimes struggle with uh, content of, on, on your stories, I want you to ask yourself those 
questions, okay? Um, I want you to ask yourself, one, the question that I already asked, what is this story supposed to do? Is it supposed to make somebody see you as an expert? Is it supposed to make somebody message you? Is it supposed to make somebody click on a link? Is it supposed to make somebody uh, see social proof of your work? Is it supposed to make you make people um, feel seen? Is it supposed to make people uh, entertained? Or is it supposed to make people smile? Or is it supposed to educate? All of those are valid um, intentions behind stories and I do all of those all the time every day mixing them up um, it, which I also encourage if you ever struggle and you still have a problem with showing your face which would be the ideal situation I'm not gonna lie but you can always uh, pick, take pictures of things that surround you okay but then um, don't do not just limit yourself to like vocabulary quizzes and grammar quizzes and stuff like that you do all of that uh, you you can do all of that that's absolutely fine it's 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 something that people genuinely like and engage with absolutely I'm not saying that they don't but make sure that your intentions vary that it's not just education which is also true about your grid content obviously mm, and that's that keep keep that in mind okay and number three if you're if you're struggling think about okay why am I actually struggling is it because I've told myself, hey, I don't want to mix business and my personal life, so I'm not going to show myself. Okay, but then I would probably question all of that altogether. Why would you not? Okay, if you want to run a business, then I'm sorry, but you're putting yourself in the public eye. And there, is, there are elements of you that you it, it's going to be beneficial for you to share because otherwise people will not trust you. Okay, people don't trust logos. People don't trust, um, you know, names of companies. They create trust based on people who run those logos, those companies, those, um, those pictures, those school names. Okay, so it's all about you, you or your team, because obviously it's not, it doesn't only have to be if you run a language um, school it can be more than one person who runs stories or maybe you have a you run an account uh, with another person or whatever that's also fine but it's all about people it's not about the brand only okay or you can be your brand as well <laughs> obviously all right so these are some thoughts and guys i am so excited to teach you uh some more even more juicy stuff about stories. I will be sharing story prompts. I will be sharing story best practices. So the actual meaty, juicy bits that will help you up your stories game. Kate will also do that same thing with reels and other video content. So you just cannot miss our workshop. It's on the 1st of July, 7.30 UK time, 8.30 Central European time. The link is in the description of the episode. And uh, we cannot wait to see you there because video content is the future. So if you're still struggling and you need help, it, the workshop is so affordable 
that you, you, you honestly, it would be stupid not to attend. Okay. Thank you so much for being here today. I hope it's been useful. As always, send me a message. Let me know what you thought. If you have any questions or any thoughts that have come up to you while listening, I love to hear them. And also, obviously, share the podcast with your friends, review it on Apple Podcasts and wherever you're listening. And uh, just, 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 just stay around because I love having you here. I love knowing that there are people listening to this. So, Thank you so much again and I'll see you back here next week. Bye! Being a teacher is your superpower. You know how to do it. But developing a business mindset and business skills can be tricky. So if you're a bit lost or maybe fed up with figuring it all out on your own, don't worry. I've created this podcast and other free resources to help you. Follow me on Instagram for a daily dose of education, energy, motivation and fun. If you're interested in working with me, please get in touch and I'll be very happy to tell you about ways of working with me. Don't be a stranger. Say hello from time to time on social media. I love getting to know you better. You're my ELT tribe. And for now, bye and until next time.